and welcome to No, I Don't Talk Too Much, the podcast. Um, I am your host, Ariel. Um, I am a bisexual theater kid living in a relatively small town in the Midwest, and um, I love a lot of things that, uh, including queer, uh, like surrounding queer pop culture and um, you know, just kind of odd things that not many people around my town enjoy, and so I don't really have many people to talk to about the kind of stuff I enjoy. So, uh, I figured I would start this podcast to kind of, like, express the things that I really like and, um, kind of, like, put this into the void, essentially, like, have have this out there, you know, so that if anybody else doesn't have somebody to talk to you about this, they can come contact me, which I will give, like, my Instagram and all that at the end, but, um, just so that, yeah, I can kind of spread my interests, essentially, um, so I don't feel like I'm talking to nobody, um, so today's episode is going to be about one of my personal, like, favorite things to discuss when I'm on my crack, um, and that is Bacloe. Um, if you don't know what that is, which why you're listening to this episode, go watch the Pitch Perfect movies now. Um, it is the ship of Becca and Chloe from the Pitch Perfect trilogy. And, um, there was a lot of evidence to support this, and I wanted to get into it. There was, uh, some queer baiting in this, too, so I wanted to discuss that as well. Um, and kind of, like, give my insight into this, essentially. So, let's get started. So, my experience with Bacloby is kind of odd. Now, um, <laughs> this started, I got into a lot of different, like, weird queer fandoms, um, like, uh, in- the beginning of quarantine, um, I got into the Faberi fandom, I got into a bunch of different fandoms, and through the Faberi fandom, I creaked my way into the Chloe fandom, somehow, and I had never watched these movies, and so I was ecstatic to, and I immediately put them on my list of, like, movies to watch, and I ended up watching the first movie a couple months later, and I was like, oh yeah, there is a lot of evidence to support this, and so, uh, now I have the a movie disc on uh like I have the discs um and I can watch them anytime I want and I have we had a snow day two days ago and I rewatched the third movie then and so I am like fresh um in my third movie like insight um and so I thought I would like yeah so let's get started. So I'm going to kind of go through each like movie and like evidence to support it. And then we're going to talk about what could have happened to get them together at the end of each movie and like during each movie. And then I have like two mini sections that relate to this. Um, so let's start with the first interaction they have. Um, so <laughs> this this thing is something out of a fanfic. Their first meeting is uh, a meet-cute, essentially. Um, I want to go exactly call it a meet-cute, but it is fate that brings Becca to the activities fair where she meets Chloe. And Chloe is extremely persistent the first time she meets um, Becca. Um, she immediately notices Becca. Becca's like, I don't know, a little bit farther away. And Chloe immediately no- notices her, which is odd because you would think, you know... Um, I don't know, she would be looking for someone who seems typical to be, like, singing and stuff. Like, Becca seems like a very 
angsty and at most she'd be playing like a rock band or some crap like she doesn't really seem like somebody who would really be into acapella but becca uh, chloe immediately notices her and wants her to be in the group and she immediately is like aubrey's like yeah no she doesn't really look like it and um chloe's like yeah no i'm like and chloe tries desperately to get becca to join like trying everything essentially um and she's being so sweet and at the very end she goes um come help our dreams come like help us come out will you help us make our dreams come true and like it's and then there's she said there's like this cute little smile and becca like clearly is like like comes like oh cute girl like maybe and then she obviously goes no um it's kind of (laughs) lame but she doesn't and ba- Chloe is like kind of frustrated at this. Essentially, like she seems mad that Becca doesn't want to join the group. And instead of giving this up, um, a couple days later, or I don't know how long later, um, Chloe, Becca goes to take a shower, and Chloe's hooking up with uh Tom, uh, who I don't really know if it's ever addressed, like if he's her boyfriend or something. Like I don't know, but she's in there with Tom. Um, which how we figured out his name is Tom is beyond me, but, um, she's in there with Tom, and, um, she, she, like, creeps up on Becca, essentially, like, kind of being, it's, it's very interesting, and it's very gay, um, what I add, and Becca starts singing Titanium, because Becca, she hears Becca singing Titanium, and she goes, obviously, because she's like, oh, God, a girl singing who has a good voice, I need people from my acapella group, and then she realizes it's Becca, and she gets even, like, more happy, and there's, like, this smirk that comes on her face, and she's like, you can sing, and, like, has no realm for the fact that Becca is completely naked, standing in a shower, and, like, Becca, like, seems uncomfortable with this, but also not completely against it either, like, it's, Becca, like, kind of continues this conversation and, like, keeps it going, and, um, um, she's like, you were singing Titanium, right? And Becca goes, you know David Guetta? And Chloe's like, of course, have I been living under a rock? Of course I know David Guetta. That song is my jam. My lady jam. And Becca's like, that's nice. And Chloe's like, it is. And she's like, can you sing it for me? And Becca's like, Becca, like, gives her a face. And Chloe's like, not for that reason. And she, she and Chloe stands there. She's like, "I'm not leaving until you sing." So they end up singing "Titanium" in one of the most sexually like, like charged duets I have ever seen. Like it is so intense. The eye contact, like Becca at first is extremely uncomfortable, and then she just she just lets it all go. Like she goes and she she's just as like starts singing and looking into Chloe's eyes. It's, it's pretty intense. And then, instead of leaving, because Chloe said, oh, I'm not leaving, Chloe stands there and stares at her. They, like, have a mo- They're just, like, staring at each other for, like, five seconds. And, um, like, Becca's, like, kind of, like, oh, why are you standing? <laughs> and Chloe's, like, kind of, like, I-, I-, I would say checking her out. But, like, Chloe, like, and Chloe's, like, I'm pretty confident with all this. Like, referring to her body. And, um, Becca goes, you should be. And they smile at each other, and then Tom comes in, and he's like, you have a lovely voice. Chloe forgot that she was hooking up with Tom because of Becca. Like, it is 
it is crazy that they try to convince us that these two were not made to be the ship of the movie. Like, it is insane. There was so, so, so much between them. And for every Becca and Jesse scene, there was 10 Chloe and Becca scenes. But I have the same amount of energy. Like, those two, it's just constantly touching each other, you know, being by each other. From the first movie, they, they are flirting just as much as Jesse and and Becca and and they try to show Jesse you know like being crazed that Becca can sing and Chloe has the same reaction to all of this and it is insane now that brings us to um our next thing Chloe gets Becca to audition with this solo seeing her naked did it for her um and um auditions happen and auditions happen, and Becca doesn't come. And Chloe is mad about this, which is insane, because it's like, girl, did you really expect her to come? Like, you you know that she doesn't really want to. So, like, and Chloe, like, gets upset. And then she sees Becca. Like, she sees Becca from in this curtain, and Chloe immediately is like, one more! And, like, and then is like, come out, and, like, gets Becca to sing. And Becca sings the cop song. Um, which is obviously iconic. Like, you know, the, everyone knows that. Even if you haven't watched a movie, like, you know Anna Kendrick's cup song. Like, it's iconic. And, um, Becca, throughout this entire thing, is insanely, like, infatuated with Becca. And Chloe just, Chloe just seems, like, really, really proud of Becca. And, like, clearly into her, but also, like, I don't know. Like, it's just very, she's proud of her, essentially. And she's, like, it's it's noted highly that she did this for her and that you know she's there and because chloe knows she doesn't really want to do it but she's doing it and chloe's proud of her for it essentially and they stare at each other it's cute um and then we come to probably one of the gayest parts of the movie i'd say which is aqua initiation night um not only do we get aubrey you know kind of being a little bit and we get our first experience of cynthia rose um we get Aka initiation night. Um, it, it's insane. So, first, it starts off with, you know, the girls getting kidnapped, and it doesn't show this, but the girls get kidnapped, and they obviously get, like, to do the oath, to, like, getting in to the group, essentially. Um, Becca was chosen. Um, big surprise, you know. <laughs> and, um, Chloe, they bring out, like, this fake blood, or I think it's real blood, I don't know. And they, like, do you have to drink the blood of the Becca's like, the Bellas passed, and, um, I said that, cause, um, and, um, Chloe, Chloe, you know, stares at Becca, like, giving the gauntlet to Becca first, and Becca goes, dude, no, and Chloe's like, don't worry, it's just Spoon Farm, and she winks at her, by the way, Brittany still looks so cute in the scene, my ad, like, go watch it, she literally looks like a witch, and it is aesthetic as frick, like, I think she, she changes outfits before they go to the party, after, but in this scene with her little back, like Bella scarf around her neck and it, like her winking, it looks like a witch. I don't know. It just gives me all the right vibes. I love it so much. Um, she, so that's there. And, um, you know, the wink, kind of flirty. Um, and, I, and then we get into the later part of the night, which, okay. So Jesse comes up to her first. He's flirting with her, obviously. Becca does not seem into it. Um... <laughs> And then Chloe comes over. Now, Chloe, I don't know if she's been drinking at this point. So, I don't know if she's a little bit high. Like, a little bit drunk. But, I don't know why I said high. 
um, if she's a little bit drunk. But um, she takes Becca's hand and, like, pulls, like, her close to her. So it looks like they're about to kiss. And then she goes, I'm so glad we met. I think we're going to be really fast friends. Oh, God. Becca goes, yeah? Well, you saw me naked. And then, so, and then she does the wink that Chloe did to her earlier. Um, and then uh, it goes to Aubrey and Fat Amy talking about which one of them in their group is a lesbian. No joke. They have this scene, and then they flash to Fat Amy and Aubrey talking about lesbians. Obviously, it's Cynthia Rose that they're assuming, uh, assuming, but um, it's it's crazy. It's like, what is this? Um, I'm gonna get into it with the Forberry and the Supercorp episodes, but equating, I don't know. It, it's, it, I don't know if they they didn't purposely do it because but Chloe like wasn't meant to be a ship. Um, it became a ship. Uh, after the first movie, due to you know clear, clear stuff, and then they sort of queer baited. Um, not a lot in the second movie, but extreme with the third movie, and um, so they kept it going. But the first movie, this stuff was all natural. I think it's just chemistry between Anna Kendrick and Brittany Snow. And you know, if you would have had two other people playing these roles, it wouldn't have been this way. But also the script that they wrote to have these two girls meet in a shower and not have anything romantic happen between them, you know, to have these winks in place because I assume that they were in the script that they were not something Anna and Brittany, you know, thought up together. Um, and to not have anything be romantic between them is is. It is interesting, I, w- I would say. Um, obviously, we get Becca talking to Jesse, uh, but she seems. Um, I- I'm gonna. I mean, she's flirting with Jesse. Um, it's there, there. There was chemistry, but it's not to the point that she just was with Chloe. Um, oh, and then right before Chloe leaves, she goes. Um, okay, uh, this ginger needs to go get her jiggle juice, and then she like shakes her butt a little, and then stops it and goes, "Bye." And then Becca goes, probably one of my favorite Becca lines, make good choices. It's, it's, it's just, it, I, I think that's a first example of Becca's simp energy. Like, I don't know. Also, she might have just started making out with Tom. So she's like, make good choices. Don't go home with him. I'm here. Um, <laughs> no, obviously not. But, you know, I like to, I like the headcanon that. Um, next thing we have is the first practice, which is not a lot, I mean, but, um, they're learning the dance, like, there's this dance montage scene, and Becca, um, Becca is, um, is, is learning the dance, you know, and, like, everyone's learning the same dance, and Becca, you know, like, forgets the last part of it, essentially, and then, like, it it goes to another person practicing the dance, and then goes back to Becca, and, um, Chloe is, like, behind her, holding her hands, and, like, showing her how to do the dance, and Becca, like, you hear Becca goes, I got this, and, like, so, like, Chloe felt the need, because Becca, like, forgot the last part to, like, go up to her and, like, grab her hands and, like, like, sort of, um, you know, um, you know, like, director, essentially, like, it's, it's just, it's, it's very much, uh, I'm trying to be by my crush as much as I can energy, um, and it's, it's very cute, Chloe is immediately factuated with Becca in my mind, like, she really seems into Becca, um, and Becca just seems a little bit less, but I mean, who, what, like, cute, um, 
acapella, you know, straight-laced bisexual would not be into Becca, who is an alt, um, extremely cute, like, sort of, like, clearly, I don't know, like, Becca just is very, very standoffish from the first moment we meet her, and the first moment Chloe meets her, um, she, she, um, you know, sort of calls, she doesn't call Aubrey out, but she, she, she's not afraid to call Aubrey out for, like, talking about acapella, which is kind of, I mean, she, like, kind of calls Aubrey out, she's like, and I don't know if, I think Chloe kind of likes that, she's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cute, um, (laughs) next is the riff-off, which is not a major scene, I mean, it does include Jesse and Becca flirting, but it also includes Chloe and Becca flirting, um, I mean, not necessarily flirting, they kind of, like, talk to each other at a part, but, um, Becca stings no diggity, which is iconic, and Chloe, like, immediately is, like, (gasps) and, like, kind of, like, taken aback by this, and, like, is, like, you know, sort of, like, I don't know, she's kind of attracted to Becca rapping, I feel like. Like, the face that she gives just kind of seems like she's into Becca rapping. That's all I can say. I guess it's the only way I can e- explain the riff off. Um, next we have, um, the kind of next practice, I think it is. Um, and it's that right before the, like, uh, first competition, or, like, yeah, the first competition, I think. And they're talking about... No, the second competition. No, it's right before the second competition because they didn't do that great at the first competition. No, it, it's right before the first competition. And they're talking about the, like, set list or whatever. And Chloe just uh, admitted to her notes. And so she isn't able to hit the notes. And obviously kind of mad at her about this. And Chloe goes, I think Becca should take my solo. And Becca, you know, is, is fine with it. She's like, yeah, I can take Chloe solo. And then we get into more of a conversation. And Becca's like, but I want to change the arrangement, you know. And Chloe goes, we don't do that here. And Chloe's like, maybe Becca has a point. Like, we've been doing the same role for so... We've been say, doing the same songs for so long. So Chloe's just standing up to Aubrey, her longtime best friend, to defend this girl that she met, like, two or three weeks ago. Like, it's... It's and then Becca's response is to give her the cutest simp look ever. Like she is so just like, oh my god! Like it's kind of like, oh, like does she like me too? Like it, it's just so cute, and she's like, like clearly like, oh my god, I love you so much at this moment. Like it's it's really cute. Um, the next moment that we have is obviously, um, Becca gets into the fight at the end of the first competition, and she goes to jail. Uh, she also she yells at Jesse right before the scene, stating that he is not her boyfriend and he should not worry about her essentially and should not have called her dad. So she's mad at Jesse, and they go. She goes back to her dorm, and all the Bellas Bellas are there. You know they're there for her, and um, Chloe's there, and Becca enters and she goes, "Oh, you guys waited up for me," and Chloe goes, "Of course we waited up for you," and like this is, it's so cute. And then Chloe, Becca, like, Aubrey's like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, like, everyone's like, maybe we do want to see Becca's arrangement since we didn't do great. And, um, Becca's like, oh, I have some stuff. And Chloe's like, oh, I didn't know you were into this stuff. And, um, 
Um, and you know, Chloe, Chloe like starts, she's like, this stuff is really good, Aubrey. And like, maybe we should consider it. Obviously Aubrey doesn't listen, but she is so like, she's supporting, she's supporting like Becca and her music career and is like, yeah, no, I want to do this. Like, yeah, we should think about this, Aubrey. Like she, she met this girl two weeks ago and is defending her, like I said, to her best friend. And she clearly just seems so infatuated with Becca and like, into Becca, and she's really willing, she's just, she just is really opting for Becca, and there's, like, this mutual support of each other, and we get this through the the next couple movies, and it's one of my favorite, like, parts of their dynamic, is they have big mutual respect for each other, and big mutual support, you know, they never get mad at each other for doing something to up themselves, they never get mad, you know, for doing that kind of stuff, and they want to support each other, they want each other to reach their full potential, you know, instead of being like, oh, crap, we're gonna have to move away, um, you know, back, you know, in the last movie, Becca and Chloe both have mutual support for each other continuing their, their journeys, you know, Chloe gets into vet school, and Becca, you know, is going off with DJ Khaled, and Chloe is not mad at her about DJ Khaled, you know, only picking Becca, um, the rest of the group isn't either, so it's not, um romantic but um it's this big mutual support for each other and it's it's adorable i love it um you know we have again chloe defending her at the end of the second um competition where becca's about to leave and chloe goes and like aubrey's you know tearing her down for doing that little you know um mashup essentially uh without confronting without you know talking to the rest of the group about it and uh chloe goes aubrey don't and like clearly is she should be mad at becca they sort of messed up the competition the rest of the group isn't mad at her but she should be you know not but chloe chloe's like aubrey don't yell at her essentially and it's like she's her best friend like I don't know, like, she's defending, again, defending Becca to her best friend of multiple years. Um, this girl who she just met. Um. And, um, so next we have the text, which is the end of the next, um, you know, part of the, part of the next section of the movie, essentially. Um, the whole group, they get into the competition again, and, um, Becca is, Becca is there, Becca isn't there, because she kind of, like, left the group, and Chloe, um, Chloe sends her a text, trying to get her to rejoin the group, after she clearly saw, and this text leads Becca to rejoin the group, which is insane, this group had, uh, she, this text, you know, Ends up leading Becca, essentially. This text ends up leading Becca to go apologize to Jesse, Go to talk to her dad. Um, in which she has a conversation about the Bellas as a whole. But is saying how much she, like... Um, you know... Like, you know. And then, um... Yeah, she gets her to read on the group. And then, finally... Um... We have the last, like, big interest of a Chloe. You know, they stare at each other right before the final competition. You know, final performance. Um, but uh, you have Just the Way You Are slash Just a Dream. Where they do that little, um, you know, it's like the start of a new era essentially for them. And those two, uh, 
stare at each other, you know, giving each other cute looks throughout that entire performance. And it really is an iconic Book Chloe scene. Um, so what could have happened to lead these two to get together in the first movie? We have some obvious choices. Um, of course, the most obvious being, you know, they maybe hook up in the shower or something. I don't know. Um, that is one example I can think of. Um, another could be, you know, um, I don't know, you know, they, they get together at the end of the movie, uh, I don't know, she chooses Chloe over Jesse. but my personal favorite, you know, what I would have loved to happen is, um, Chloe to get Jesse's movie scene. You know, Jesse's still working at the radio, but the whole movie thing that Becca does with Jesse, um, to have Chloe get it, so, you know, like, the whole Breakfast Club thing, and, like, it's them who almost kiss in our dorm room, and it's them who kisses at the end of the movie, and, um, you know, the, the whole, um, the whole, like, the whole, um, the whole, like, just, just the, uh, the whole, um, don't you forget about me thing, that could be, you know, for, for Chloe, um, you know, it could have been something that the rest of the Bellas had panned out, but, you know, Chloe didn't know about, um, and I would have really, really liked that, and, you know, the endings of the best part, uh, them kissing, um, I think I've actually seen fan edits of them kissing at the end of that, so that is hilarious, might I add, that is so funny. So, um, before we get started on the second movie, I wanted to talk about, um, two, like, mini sections. So, the first section that I want to talk about is, um, my love-hate relationship with Jesse Swanson and Becca and Jesse in general. So, don't get me wrong. Jesse's a good character. He's a good guy. Um, he's nice. He's kind. And he, he's awesome to Benji. Um, he just has some very positive attributes about him. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I love him. But, um, I have an issue with Becca and Jesse. I kind of have this tour, like, torrid thing. So, a lot of, you know, the Chloe shippers either say Chloe's a lesbian, which I don't buy, and they either say Becca's a lesbian, which I don't buy fully either um obviously both of them are which again i don't buy because i don't buy either of those um and the reason i don't buy the fact that becca's a lesbian is because of her relationship with jesse she she seemingly very much loves jesse like it is not it is not what i call a no chemistry relationship you know like lena and james well it is essentially a no chemistry relationship it's not like lena and james and supergirl where you can clearly say that there is no chemistry between them and it sucks becca and jesse like have chemistry and she sings don't you forget about me uh, for him like it's it's very cute actually like i really like it um like i actually really like their relationship um and, uh, I don't hate them in the second movie either. They're sort of just calm. There's this deleted scene where he's dropping her off at the studio, and it is very cute. She, of course, trusts Jesse with the information of the troop, but obviously she knows that Chloe's going to be mad, so that's the reason for doing that and not telling Chloe. If it was not going to make Chloe mad, or she wouldn't think that it would make Chloe mad, she would have told Chloe before she told Jesse or told them at the same time. I think in her mind, they're kind of equal. Um... So, that's kind of my opinion on Becca and Jesse. I do generally feel like there is chemistry there. I don't hate them together. Um, and I, 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 
like I said, I don't completely hate them. Um, next we, next I'm gonna, before we get started on the second movie, there's something very important to talk about, which is DSM and the German girl, and then of course what that means for Becca's sexuality. Now, uh, you might be sitting here like, what the heck are you talking about, honey? Um, like, what do you mean? It clearly means she's not straight, and yes, in my mind it does, but I want to talk about it. So, um, uh, she, uh, she admits to being sexually confused in the second movie. Make um, and she she sits there and is like sort of like, oh god, hot German girl, kind of controlling um, uh, and it's simp energy essentially, but also like I kind of want to control your energy. Like both of them are sort of fighting for dominance. Um, obviously, German girl has it because Becca just kind of melts essentially under her gaze. You know the whole "your sweat sells like cinnamon" um, comment. Um, like, dang it! And she like can't like she can't form a solid insult around her. Like she's clearly into her, and so for sure Becca is not straight. Like just just due to that interaction, I know girls can be sexually confused, but. She also she also acts that way kind of around other females as well. Like it's not just the German girl, but the German girl is the most prominent example of this, I'd say. Yeah, if she is. I mean, she makes some comments around Emily, but like it is for sure um the German girl is the most prominent example of this, for sure. So, next is uh the their pitch perfect two interactions. So, um, kind of let's get into that. So, um, the first scene that we really get to them, of course, it's them dancing in the beginning, um, but I don't really count that. They're not, like, looking at each other or anything, so it's not, like, evidence for a ship. They're literally just together. Like, that's it. Um, they're dancing next to each other, which they're captains, so that probably means they put each other next to each other, which is kind of cute, you know, wanting to be by Chloe, Becca, and, like, them yeah, you know. Um, but the first interaction we really get is uh, when, you know, they kind of get yelled at about Fat Amy's thing and they, you know, banned from competing. Um, <laughs> Chloe's freaking out because, like, acapella is her entire life, which that's a whole nother scenario. Chloe's psyche is very messed up um, throughout this entire series. But that's a whole nother conversation. Um and, you know, of course, Chloe, chill out. Um, it, it's just a competition. They're not going to... It was a mistake. They're not going to burn, burn us for witchcraft. Um, and uh, the, when they go into the dean's office, the dean's kind of explaining it. And Becca is standing right next to Chloe, you know, sort of rubbing up and down her arm affectionately, you know, trying to calm her down. And, like, you know, she she's really trying to comfort Chloe with her words and her actions. You know, trying to calm her down because she knows how how like how like what a big deal this is and like she knows that like it's an issue you know that sounds weird but she knows how how much this means to chloe and she feels really bad that this happened so um you know like yeah so she feels really bad and she's trying to cook like calm calm chloe down you know so um after that we get the first instance in they in the second movie of them running to each other so becca's on the phone with the studio and you know chloe's you know trying to pep talk the team up 
you know, she just got, Becca just got word of her internship. And uh, she stays on the phone. Chloe goes, Becca, come here. And, um, and Chloe, I mean, Becca, like, keeps the studio on her phone. Like, she finished the competition, con- conversation, but you don't see her, like, she doesn't hang up. So, like, that means Chloe, like, literally beckoned, and Becca was like, oh, I gotta go, girlfriend. Like, it, it's it's just big, big, I'll do whatever you say energy, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds weird. But, yeah, no, Becca, like, is like, uh, my girlfriend calls, and, like, doesn't even bother to hang out the phone, which is, I don't know. And the second time this happens, obviously, is when they're uh, for the international competi- competition, and Becca goes, um, they're, like, walking in, and Becca goes, Chloe, coming at you, and, like, she runs, puts her arm around Becca's, I mean, puts her arm around Chloe, and they're, like, under the umbrella together. Um, so that's cute. Um, obviously, throughout the next little part of the movie, we get um, Chloe asking about Becca a lot, uh, to the point that she asked Jesse about her, she's like, where's Becca? And, like, has anybody seen Becca today? Which, the fact that Chloe notices that Becca's gone, like, she hasn't been gone for that much. She's been gone for, what, almost, like, eight hours? Like, you would think that maybe Chloe, like, I don't know, there's so many other girls in the house. Maybe she wouldn't notice. Or maybe she would think. And I'm sure Chloe was gone for some of them, too. But no. Chloe is constantly asking about Becca throughout the series. Where's Becca? Have you seen Becca? Where's Becca? And she's just, like, concerned that Becca's, like, concerned where Becca is. And it's it's very cute, actually. Um, then, of course, we get the trouble party where, um, we get dancing. Um, you know, Becca coming, you know, and she starts dancing with Chloe. <laughs> it is so funny. Because, you know, it's them dancing next to each other. And then you just have a shot or, like, several shots of, um, Chloe smacking Becca's butt as she dances. And it's just really funny. And it's they're cl- it's it's not I don't know. I wanna call it best friend dancing. But also they're like in a big mom. But the point is Becca chose to be right next to Chloe. I mean, and like some of the other group like members are right next to each other. Also, can I point something out? Um they I don't know if I don't think Chloe realized that Fat Amy was gone for sixteen hours later in the movie. And so the fact that she realized Becca that she realized Becca wasn't gone for like what five hours or, or, or four hours, um, the fact that she didn't realize that it's kind of a sign that like, but she did like she she realized that Becca was gone, but she didn't realize that Fat Amy was gone for like a like a substantially long time while Becca was gone for like half of that time, like it's crazy, um. Of course, Fat Amy told them where they're going, and, and, you know, maybe... But I like to headcanon that Chloe didn't notice, and that she only noticed that Becca was gone. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, I'm trying to remember if anything else happened to the triple party. Not that I can remember, I think it's just them dancing next to each other. And then, of course, the next scene, we get the first example of Beck and Chloe, which is just a cute little name themes for each other. I love it. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, use that in, like, like, posts like tumblr posts and stuff if they're doing like au's or something they'll use beck and chloe and obviously i'm assuming that it's probably used in fan fiction too um so that's cute um they also stop each other from doing stupid stuff so chloe's like aggressive beck is aggressively yelling at the the, at the uh, dsm guy and you know it's like you're enormous and stuff and you know he's yelling at him and and chloe like pushes her back so that becca doesn't like beat him up and then later um after emily sings flashlight at the um 
at the the riff off um and uh becca's like did you really write that you know it's kind of proud of emily and she goes um emily feels bad and and she's like oh no no we're not gonna we're not gonna beat you like we're not gonna do we don't want her to call in her hole and die right chloe and it's like trying to and chloe's like getting kind of mad and becca's like no no she didn't do anything wrong, honey. Like, babe, stop. Stop being a little... Stop being salty. Um, you know, and it's stopping her from you know, yelling at Chloe. Oh, no! Chloe goes, Emily, why'd we do that? Why'd you do that? And Becca's like, we don't want her to call in a hole and die. And, like, do we? And, you know, it's like, no, we, we don't want that. And she kind of, like, you know, um, is trying to, like, stop Chloe from beating, um, beating Emily up or getting really mad at Emily. And then, of course, uh, Becca, you know, kind of breaks down after the um, producer um, guy tells her that, you know, her music isn't necessarily good enough. And um, Fat Amy, you know, admits to knowing that Chloe has been and Becca has been doing the internship. And um, she goes, why didn't you tell us? Or at least Chloe, implying that the rest of the group knows how close Becca, Becca and Chloe are, knowing that... Um, if Becca's anything, she will go to Chloe first, rather than Fat Amy, her best friend. She will go to Chloe first, which is just insane. And it's like, he, like the best of the group knows how close they are. They know, and it's, I don't know, it's just really cute. I love it. Next, we have the. Oh, right before this thing, um, right as they get to the retreat, obviously they go to the retreat next, there's a deleted scene where Becca goes, you are lucky you're that pretty to Chloe, and, um, it was used in an edit, and I was like, where's the scene, um, in the movie, because I hadn't seen it, and then I found it on YouTube, and it's, it's kind of intense, um, it's, it's cute, it's not intense or anything, but I don't know why I said it was intense, but it's really cute, because she goes, you're lucky that you're that pretty, and it's cute, um, Next, we get the iconic tent scene. The tent scene is used um, <laughs> so much. It's iconic. So, they're laying right next to each other. Um, they're laying right next to each other. They're facing each other. Chloe looks like she's about to get back a forehead kiss, my dad. And um, Becca goes, what are we doing here? And Chloe's like, we're bonding. I, uh, we're very close, Becca, but I think this retreat is really going to bring us together closer together and oh no she goes i think this retreat is really gonna let us know everything about each other i think and becca goes yeah and chloe goes you know one of my biggest regrets is that i didn't do enough experimenting in college <laughs> and all us gaybies all us all us all us gays are sitting here and going with their sexuality chloe or, or, or something else because you've done a lot of experimenting with music and stuff. Like, you haven't been. And, and but you implying that maybe you didn't do enough exploring with your sexuality. You know, sitting here with Becca, and Becca goes, you're so weird. And, like, turns away. It's cute, though. I really like it. Um, It's it's iconic. The, I didn't, Becca, I didn't do enough, I, I didn't do enough, one of my biggest regrets is I didn't do enough experimenting in college is, like, iconic. Of course, the next day, we get their fight. Um, there's obviously scenes of them, like, touching and stuff throughout the, you know, like, that thing. But they have this really couple fight where Chloe doesn't get mad at Becca. She just is like, like, this is a family. Like, why didn't you tell us? And, like, kind of is like, 
they know this is a family and becca's like dude you you've been scared to move on like that's the only reason that like why why like you're there like you're scared to move on essentially and it's like like they have this very couple fight um but then the second Becca's in danger, you know, Chloe sort of is like, haha. But she immediately is like, as Becca starts to fall, she's like, okay, we gotta get her. Like, immediately being like, no, 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 no. Like, Becca's, Becca's safety is the most important thing right now. Um, it's really cute. And then obviously, later that night, we get the Cup Song reprise, where they just start staring at each other very lovingly. Um, I was watching this with my mom the night before the snow night, because um, I watched the, the three movies, um, a, like a couple days ago and um my mom i like i like was like <laughs> like she can tell when i clearly ship somebody in a show because i will like react to it like when they're on screen and i was like <sighs> and i was like oh my god i know what you're failing about and it's like and see i'm gonna talk about i might end up talking about my mom a little bit on this podcast because and my dad because i've exposed them to most of the ships i'm gonna be talking about and there was three ships and only one of them my mom really believes and i will talk about that and it will probably be the episode title um when i get to that ship um because my mom believes like my mom was like yeah no that's that's suspicious like i want to say that to my friend um i mean the rest of the movie like i said the running to them scene um there's not really any like really giant giant scenes for the rest of the movie um yeah, there's nothing major for the rest of the movie, but, um, they, you know, looking at each other, that sort of thing. You know, it's typical. Um, but there's no, like, major scenes. Um, so let's get into what could have happened. So, obviously, we could have had them together at the beginning of the second movie, which I think probably would have been my favorite. Um, or I would have liked to see them get together in the tent scene, you know, kiss, Becca break up with Jesse, you know, that whole thing. I think that would be nice. Um, or you could have them, I don't know, get together at the end. There's obviously, like, other stuff, too. There's a million different ways you could envision it. But those are, like, three I can really think of that I like. And, yeah. Um, finally, we have the last movie. Uh, we're gonna get into PP3 interactions, um, and then we're gonna have some closing remarks. Uh, warning, I will talk about the kiss at the end, so if you want to hear about my reaction to the kiss and what it was, move on, uh, skip, uh, 10 minutes maybe, I don't know. If you don't want to listen to the rest of the PP3 interactions, uh, yeah, because I will talk about the kiss in a little while. (laughs) Not, not included. Um. So, the first thing we see them get together in the third movie, the first thing we, they have together in the third movie is in the apartment. Um, Becca's just quit her job. And Chloe walks in wearing her, her, um, her old Be- Bella's, like, thing. Um, and, uh, um, Becca goes, did you wear that under your scrubs? Oh, sweetie, Why? Like, cause Chloe goes, yeah, and Becca's like, oh, sweetie, why? Like, calling her sweetie, it's, it's cute. Um, you know, they, they don't really have anything else. It's just, cause it reminds me of that I have a special lunch, which, oh my god, Chloe's psyche, like, girl, therapy needed. Um, but of course, when we're talking about the apartment, we don't go back to the apartment, so I need to discuss the freaking bed sharing now. It is canon knowledge that for multiple years, 
Becca and Chloe shared a bed. Now, I was with my my friend, and um, she does believe in the Chloe. So I was, I was sitting here, and we were watching the movies. And uh, right before this that came up, I said, you know, um, it is canon knowledge that Becca and Chloe shared a bed. And we go to the apartment, and she goes, like, we see the apartment, she goes, yeah, there's clearly room for two small beds. Like, there was clearly room so that Becca and Chloe could each have twin beds. And something I like to point out even more, so they was, instead they have this, like, very couple bed with, like, matching pillows and shit, um, and, like, matching bedspreads and shit. Like, it's not like, oh, they have two separate sides of the bed. Like, it's, it's clearly, like, a couple bed. And then, to make it even better, there is a clothing rack separating them from Fat Amy, implying that, like, and it's, like, gives the vibes of, like, the lesbians who are sharing their house with their friend, who's, like, staying there for a little while, so they, like, separate so that they have their own couple zone, and there's no other separation. Also, it kind of, like, separates Fat Amy in the bathroom, essentially, so, like, that could be the reason why it's there, but, like, there's no separation between the kitchen and the bedroom or anything, and, like, it's a really small apartment, but that's where the thing goes, like, not in front of the bathroom or something, you know? No, it's it's so that Becca and Chloe are blocked off from Fat Amy, which is just so funny. Also, somebody pointed out that the bedspreads pansexual, like play colored, which I found so interesting. I was I watched a t- like I saw a TikTok on it, and it was really interesting. Um, of course, then they go to the reunion. Um, Becca, Becca, I mean Chloe, at one point uh, while watching the new group perform, performs go. They all definitely have boyfriends, like sadly, and Cl- Becca gives this like like really kind of like well girl what are you talking about look like it's it's clear like girl i'm right here if you if you want me i'm here um when they get to um the the like group when they get to the the to when they get to the airbase in spain um chloe of course meets chicago which obviously um is what makes me think she's bisexual because of the way she looks at chicago she's clearly into him um, and first of all, Becca seems like a little jealous when she's like watching them. Um, and during the riff off, Becca like texts Chloe out like literally th- five times, like no joke. Like I had to pause and not like while I was watching this movie with my friend to be like, "Girl, she's checking her out." Like she checks her out very predominantly, and I think she texts her out one on once on the airbase too, like a lot, like before they get to the riff off. So there, Becca's checking her out like a lot. And then, of course, they go to the hotel. <laughs> they go to the hotel. And Becca's there. Becca, Becca's like, I don't actually know if Becca's there. But she's Chloe's talking to Chicago. And at the very end, they get their room keys. Um, and Chloe goes, great news, girls. We all have separate beds. We don't have to sleep on top of each other anymore. And Chicago gives her a look. And Chloe goes, not sexually. There was that one time, though. Okay, so so let's just think about this. Um, if you were to trust somebody to experiment your sexuality with in college, would it be A, a random member of the acapella group, or B, B, some random girl from campus, or C, one of your two best friends? I'm gonna say one of your two best friends, and um, I'm just I'm just proposing. I have two real theories for who this one time could have been with, and I'm assuming that A, it is either, in my mind, my headcanon was that it was Becca, but of course there's the Aubrey theory, her and, her and Becca 
her and Chloe and straight people's minds are just as close as Becca and her, but obviously we know that Becca and her have a lot more chemistry than her and Chloe do. But I'm just saying, and Aubrey does not seem the girl, like the type of girl who'd want to experiment with her sexuality at all. Of course, there's the strawberry rumors, which are so funny. I think that's how you share their ship name. That's legit one of my favorite. I love it. And Anna Camp was like, like somebody tweeted like at Anna Camp, like, um, be real, was Aubrey in love with Stacy? And he goes, and Anna responds with yes. So it's kind of, you know, it's, 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 the strawberry version of uh, Brittany and Anna's teasing that we get for over Chloe. Um, <laughs> so that's cute. Um, of course, then they go to the party and um, uh, Chloe sees Chloe sees a guy that Chloe, Chloe sees a guy that Becca was talking to early. And instead of, you know, continuing walking, she pushes Becca by the boob behind a plant and, you know, they're, like, she's, like, what, and it's, like, that's Khalid's guy or whatever. Um, and um, it's the guy from earlier. And um, Becca goes, dude, what is this? Like, directed to Chloe's hands, like, directly on her boob. And um, instead of taking her hands off her boob, like a normal person, you know, who accidentally pushed the best friend behind him. <laughs> she continues feeling Chloe Becca's boobs. <laughs> she doesn't let go and the only reason she lets go is because the rest of the girls behind them grow up and and Aubrey goes what's this and they go nothing and Becca like kind of like you know like kind of like was flustered for a second and I'm like oh my god you're telling me that those two weren't about to like literally go hook up in a bathroom if Aubrey had been there to stop like there was tension and like I don't think Chloe was gonna stop. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that because later, um, they go to Cleed's guy, uh, Theo, and um, Theo is is there, of course, and Chloe is jealous, like so. Theo's like kind of leading them around, and he goes, "Oh, Becca, I have to show you something," and uh, I mean, "Oh, Becca, I have to show you something," and Chloe like proceeds to like follow her, like. Like, it's, like, almost like, oh, yeah, no, I always go with her, like, that sort of thing. And uh, Theo goes, oh, just be a minute, like, directing Chloe away. And Chloe goes, oh, no, that's fine. Like, clearly mad that he didn't let her go with Becca. It's cute. It's it's very cute. Um, they, of course, are just constantly looking at each other throughout the movie. You know, nonstop looking at each other, nonstop checking each other out it just happens so much and then of course the toxic tension when they perform toxic there's a lot of tension between the two of them obviously they're trying to get out so it's like directions but there's there's a little bit of tension in that scene and then of course near the end of the movie when they're all like you know talking about the pitch plans becca they all give each other a hug at the end well not all of them but they go they you know fat amy's like making a crying face and becca's like i don't know make that face like i don't want to cry and chloe goes we should give her a hug she loves hugs and, like chloe's the only one who dares to give becca a hug like the rest of the group comes up behind her but it's cute um and then of course the ending song where there's like looks and chloe's crying at the end which obviously she's because she's moving on from an era but it's very much like oh my god i'm so proud of my girlfriend in this moment. <laughs> it's, it's really cute. Um, so unfortunately, we're getting to the next unfortunate. We have to discuss the queer baiting leading up to it because it is bad. Okay, so um, 
you know, in the movies, they purposely impeded teens to make people mad. Um, I don't, I haven't actually watched the trailer, but I know for a fact that the trailer of Pitch Perfect 3 included the Chloe content. Like, I think it, the boot push was in, like, the, was in the thing. Um, so that was, you know, hope for the gays. And then, of course, we have the iconic swipe up for more, where they were literally about to fucking kiss. And then, after the movie comes out, um, People won't shut up about this fucking kiss. It starts before the movie. Um, it starts before the movie, actually. Um, but they won't shut up about the kiss. No members of the cast will shut up about the kiss. Like, they keep talking about it. They keep going on and on about it. Um, like, they won't shut up about this freaking kiss. And it's... it's, it's and, you know, you had Sh- Shelly talking about it on a podcast, um, which I listened to. Um, that's a really good podcast. Um, you have, uh, you have, um, people like, um, Rebel going on and on about it. Rebel's a, Rebel went on and on about it. Um, Anna, of course, going, I love Becca and Chloe's scenes together. Also, Becca and Chloe are total lesbians for each other during her book tour. Um, they hinted at this. They hinted at the Chloe kiss. And um, I think that's a good time as any to discuss the kiss. So the kiss came on a on a crazy day in my life. So the day before I woke up to the announcement that Taylor Swift had uh, announced her new album. Like I went on her Instagram. Um, I have phone limit. I have a phone time limit. So I can't go on my phone until 7. And so um, at 7 I went on Instagram. And I checked Taylor's account. Freaking Evermore was announced, and I screamed. The next day, of course, Evermore, like, came out. I woke up at 4 a.m. so I could listen to the entire album before school. I had a Spanish test, which I did good on. It was the day of my dreams. And then I go home after school, and um, I'm just strolling through YouTube as usual, and the freaking Bacolwee kiss comes up, and I watch it, and it is I was livid. It is so cute. Obviously, I don't think it's really in character of Becca and Chloe. Like, it's literally just an Anna and Brittany kiss. But it is so cute because Becca goes, well, Anna goes, um, I gotta go show this guy how it's done. Um, instead of Chloe kissing Chicago, she goes, you know, I gotta show this guy how it's done. And, um, you know, kind of, kind of, um, she pulls her out, she kisses her, and then Brittany picks her up and it is so cute it is the cutest thing ever and then they walk off holding hands i like this moment so much more than becca being clearly frustrated at the end of the movie that chloe's kissing chicago like her face she sees okay she sees emily kissing emily kissing benji um in the second movie and she's like really proud of emily for this and she sees chloe kissing the uh, chloe kissing um chicago she's mad about it um it's it's so cute of course i would have loved this to be one of the things that like happened uh i would have loved it um i think that would be so cute but another thing i would have just loved to have them there from the beginning you know maybe have a jealousy standpoint to the relationship but i think of what i would have wanted in the third movie if i could have had it anyway which is not being together at the beginning of the first movie you know becca's broken up with jesse tom disappeared um he went bye-bye um, that's what I would have wanted to happen. 
Now, um, before I close this thing off, I wanted to have a discussion. So, um, last night I started making up a Chloe playlist, and I have two songs that, like, are extreme. The extremely give me the Chloe vibes. So, the first is Friends by Ed Sheeran, just because of the line, uh, friends don't, friends should sleep in other beds, and friends don't touch you, touch me like you did. So, yeah, that's, that's line. Um, and of I Like Me Better literally is, by Love, is literally a Chloe anthem to be young and in love in New York City. Um, uh, waking up in this bed with you here right next to me. Um, uh, we might get, if we get to too much talking, I might have to tell you something. It seems like a very, you know. like back a line you know she doesn't really reveal much to the world about herself but and so um with that let's drop my socials (laughs) so um uh you can find me on spotify at ariel holly um i think that is and you can find me on pinterest also at ariel holly or ariel the musical i think no it's ariel holly i think um both of them are at ariel holly or just ariel um go look both of those uh i have wonderland lyrics as my uh as my thing for um for my spotify so it's like you hear a little you'll see a little alice thing it's like purple and it says um we found wonderland you and i got lost in it because you know gayler um (laughs) and then um on my pinterest it is a like thing uh it is uh a shadow of me i think it's like a shadow of me, like a photo that I took um, outside. So that's there. Um, on, on my Pinterest and um, Spotify, uh, I'm writing a book yet to be named. And I have, a, uh, I have like the aesthetic of my book. So if you guys want to go check that out and like characters. So I have a Pinterest board laying out all my characters and like what they look like in the aesthetic of my book. Um, that is called Wind's World. And then you will actually find directions to my Spotify from that. So if you can find my Pinterest, you can find my Spotify too, because it says my Spotify name. And on my Spotify, I of course have a book, the Chloe playlist, which is collaborative. So if you guys want to add your own songs to that, you can do that. Um, and I also have, um, a playlist matching my book like vibe the vibe of my book it's called songs that feel like the novel i'm writing so if you guys want to go check that out that'd be amazing and you can definitely go look at those if you want um and my tumblr is turtle tuck 2005 so if you want to dm me on there you can and then my instagram uh for this podcast is uh no i don't talk too much dot pod definitely go check that out uh follow there will be uh episode announcements and stuff like that so go check me out on there and you know dm me on instagram uh talk i think you can also dm me on like Pinterest, so if you guys want to talk about anything, I'm here. Anything involving queer pop culture, I probably know it. Besides for Zolian Isles, don't go ask me about that. I know that they exist. I don't know anything about it. So if you guys want to talk about Supercorp or Faberi or Chloe with me or Gaylor or any of that kind of stuff, definitely go contact me about it. Um, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. Bye.